Hello there, and welcome to Casual Fridays, the podcast where weekly themes are discussed through personal experiences, anecdotes, and some storytelling. I am your host, Dada, and this podcast is part of my I Read Aloud channel on YouTube, where I read fairy tales, short stories, children's stories, poetry, excerpts, letters. So if you like such content, make sure to subscribe. You'll find me on YouTube in the search box under at I Read Aloud. I also want you to know that this podcast airs every Friday on the following platforms. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcasts, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, RSS, and Spotify. This brings me to today's episode, and today's uh, episode is titled Loyalty. And who among us has not had experiences with loyalty or its bittersweet opposite disloyalty? And I am going to um, divide this episode into three main parts today. Loyalty in love relationships, loyalty in friendships, and loyalty at the workplace. Let us begin with loyalty in love relationships. I am sure many of you have realized or have noticed or heard that divorce rates have been rising constantly year after year. And unfortunately, the biggest reason for divorce is generally disloyalty when one partner cheats on the other. Now, usually disloyalty and cheating in relationships is the last straw. Uh, usually there are a lot of problems in the relationship that are unresolved, uh, and so they build up and disloyalty occurs. This is usually how it happens. Now, sometimes, of course, there are some people who just cannot be monogamous. Uh, which is totally fine, and um, you'll be surprised actually how many countries in the world, uh, when you want to get married in a civil marriage, give you the option of polygamy or monogamy. And I have no problem with polygamy as long as it's out there and as long as both uh, people in the relationship agree to it. So when there is honesty, and openness in the relationship, and they agree that they are going to have uh, various partners in a polygamous relationship, but that they will be living together because they enjoy each other's company, they have a good friendship, they even have chemistry or whatever, they enjoy each other's company, and they find that uh, they could be, you know, partners uh, for life and enjoy living together. I mean, this is something personal, it's a personal choice, and the the basis of such a polygamous relationship is honesty and openness, and so no disloyalty can occur in such a situation because of the honesty and openness. My problem is when people agree to a monogamous relationship, and they reach a stage where they want to cheat, or they have an opportunity to cheat, or they are just fed up with the relationship and they reach the stage of cheating and being disloyal, and they don't communicate that to their partner. I am all for changing partners. It is, it is your choice. In the end, no one can control the other person. And when one person wants to leave the relationship, that is their prerogative. But I am all for honesty and communication. So you can actually just tell your partner, hey, things aren't working out. Um, 
this is a relationship that has reached an end for me. I have met someone else and I want to move on. No matter how painful the consequences are, no matter, uh, you know, what the consequences are, you know, even if your partner gets very dramatic, very emotional or not, um, I mean, you have to take a step because ultimately, um, disloyalty is always uncovered in a relationship and it is much worse to reach a stage of discovering disloyalty than actually being honest upfront about it and just stating it. Now you can come and tell me, oh, but I have kids and I don't want to ruin my family. The way I see it, if you care so much about your family unit, don't cheat, don't be disloyal. It's a choice you make. You either want your family to be a good family unit, a healthy family unit, and you work on it as much as possible. Uh, you might go to therapy. You, I don't know. You might uh, communicate better with your with your partner. Whatever you find a way to uh, is the best way for you to to keep this family unit together. It's a choice you make. But if you find that it is better off that for your family that you move on. Because no matter what, it's not working. There's a lot of uh, violence in the house, a lot of arguing in the house, a lot of negative energy in the house. It's affecting your partner and your kids all the time. Sometimes it is even better to move on from a situation like that without uh, having disloyalty on the agenda. You know, you can just move on because it's better uh, for you and for everybody else. But that's that's a different story now. Um, so if if you decide to move on, just be honest and move on. So my point is that uh, disloyalty and cheating leads to nowhere but hurt. Hurt and resentment and a lot of ugliness. So just be honest up front. I don't know why it's so hard for people to be honest. Just be, be honest. Tell your partner, hey, it's not working anymore. We need to move on. At least that's my take on it. And I believe that in such a way you actually um, reap healthy relationships in your life. So the question is, how loyal should you be to your partner in a love relationship? And the answer is always, until the relationship ends. When you reach a point where the relationship cannot work anymore, be honest and move on. And don't be disloyal. Now, I'm going to go on to the second part, friendship and loyalty. How loyal should you be to your friends and the friends you make along the way in your life? I will tell you from personal experience that as long as you and your friends and in your friendships, you have mutual respect, you have mutual admiration, a bit of mutual adoration too, um, as long as you have give and take, as long as... Um, People, I mean, your friends treat you the way you treat them. It's not even better. All these are positive things in a friendship that build a friendship. Um, as long as they talk well about you, even behind your back, and they don't, you know, uh, talk badly about you the moment you walk away, this is good friendship. When does it go bad? When any of these, you know, disappear. And the moment any of these 
parts or, or, or aspects that appear from a friendship, you will feel it and the friendship will change. And then you must master the art of goodbye. I've heard somewhere, I, I don't know where, it's not my, I haven't coined this term, but I, but I loved it and I memorized it. So master the art of goodbye. It is not easy sometimes to walk away from friendship, but it is healthier for you to move away from a friendship that does not serve you any longer uh, than to stay in it and suffer because it will become suffering. I have personally ended three friendships in my life. The first one was because uh, my supposed friend spilled a lot of intimacies um, and secrets to people she shouldn't have. And that for me was, you know, was it. Um, this is like ultimate disloyalty. Uh, second, uh, the second friendship I ended was because even though my friend there was wonderful, had a lovely heart, she had become a bit of an alcoholic <laughs> and I had to, you know, carry her a few times uh, back to bed after, you know, a night out. And I warned her, I told her, you know, what's the last time I carry you to your bed after a night out? I cannot take this. This is not what I signed up for when we go out. And if you do it one more time, the friendship is over. And, you know, of course, it happened again. And even though it broke my heart, I ended the relationship because I just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, <laughs> the worst thing is for you to, well, for me at least, I'm not a, I'm not a heavy drinker and I want to go out and enjoy my time. And if I have to end up every time I go out taking care of my friend and, you know, ending my evening on that note of uh, sickness and, you know, carrying someone to bed, um, that's not what I signed up, I signed up for in a relationship. And so I had to walk out. And the third time I ended a friendship was because that friend somehow, somewhere along the way, lost respect for me. Started seeing me <laughs> in a way I sometimes see it as though we were like a married couple and, you know, sometimes you take the partner for granted. And this is kind of what happened in our relationship. And I just, um, and didn't accept at first that it was happening, and I, you know, uh, would always say, oh, it's okay, it's her personality, she's a good person, it's okay if she said this or did that, but at one point you realize that this is it. At one point you have to acknowledge to yourself that uh, <laughs> this person does not respect me, does not hold me in high regard, and actually belittles me, and speaks badly behind my back, does not have my back. So how can this be a friend? And of course, um, I have to walk away from that as well. So, you know, friendships can end uh, for many different reasons, like in love relationships, you know. But um, the idea is how loyal should you be to your friends as long as they treat you well, as long as there's mutual respect, as I said before, and as long as there's mutual admiration, as long as, as there is give and take, 
um, and so on and so forth, what I, what I had listed at the beginning. Now, to move on to loyalty at work. And actually, all that I'm going to say now is based on personal experience. How loyal should you be at work? Loyal to your employer. I'm not talking here about uh, you creating your own business. When you create your own business, you, of course, invest emotionally in, in this business. Uh, you invest a lot of your time. You see it like your baby. Uh, it's, it's something that is dear to you. I'm talking about when you are an employee at a job for another owner. No matter how high your position is, no matter what position you take on, because this has to do with creating something, let us take this example that you were hired as the head of a department and your job was to build that department from scratch. Now, of course, in this case, you would feel as if you're creating something of your own and you would start investing a lot of emotion in this department and a lot of time and energy and it's as if you, you feel it's your little baby. And then 5, 8, 10, 15 years down the line, your employer comes and tells you, thank you, you did a wonderful job, but, you know, we have to let you go for ABC reasons. Or no reason at all to give you the golden handshake with a lovely severance package. And you are shocked because you had spent so much time and effort and energy uh, into this department, and you didn't see it coming, and it lit you left field. And that's devastating for you, of course, and you feel, oh my, all this loyalty went to nothing, of course, because you should not invest so much emotion in a job for another employer. In the end, the employer does not see or does not have any emotional attachment to any of the employees, unless, I don't know. They have a special relationship, a friendship, or something different. But I'm talking in general. The employer accepts the employee as long as the employee is doing the job properly and giving positive results. The moment that things start changing in any way, then this employee is questioned. A huge question mark is placed upon that employee, and then you know things could end between the two. And so. My advice to you is not to invest your emotions into a project like this or any other project at any other job. Not, not to say that you don't be creative, of course. Not to say don't give your, your all, your 100% at a job. That's a different story. But the question here is about loyalty, right? And I don't even want to, I don't like to associate even the word loyalty with a workplace. Because when you are at a job, it is a transaction. You are giving of your effort, knowledge, know-how, time for the exchange of money. Maybe some appreciation, maybe a promotion, but generally for you're exchanging, you know, money uh, for your time and effort and energy and creativity and all that. So it, it's interesting because also the other day I was taking a survey and um, I was asked if I viewed 
my relationship with this certain platform during the survey, if I see it as my child, as my husband, as my wife, as my mother, as my father, and they have like this little list of like maybe 15 or 20 things. And the only thing I found that I could actually respond with is a professional partnership. Professional partnership. You should not feel and, and get so emotionally entangled in your job to the extent that uh, it becomes like a part of your family, no matter what, what the family member that is. When you are professionally uh, contracted, uh, you know, and you have a professional partnership, you can create better boundaries. You know, when you have uh, boundaries at the workplace and you do your job well, and I'm not only here about, you know, slackers who uh, don't show up for the job or who don't do the job well, who sleep on the job. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people who, uh, you know, are ethical, who give 100% to the company uh, of their time and effort and energy and know-how, who align, uh, you know, what they achieve with the vision and mission of the company. Um, you know, I'm talking about those people. Now, these people, if they don't emotionally invest, they actually can create better boundaries at the workplace and they can actually leave the workplace and turn off their work phone and enjoy the rest of their lives outside of their workplace while, you know, still being appreciated at work. And let, you know, your voicemail get all the messages and the phone calls you deal with it uh, the next day. Because in the end, if you're a doctor, no one's going to die in 12 or 16 hours. Everything can wait. No big disaster is going to happen. And the funny thing is that in many, many companies, People expect you to be on call 24-7. And they expect you to be loyal. And they really ask the question, are you loyal to the company? It's like a big thing. And when you do your job well, and you have a high performance, and the most important thing is that you're ethical. Because, yes, I mean, I think that's the better question. Are you behaving ethically towards the company? That's more important than loyalty. You can be loyal to a company and then, you know, burn to the ground <laughs> because, you know, you're not being ethical about something or the other. But you're loyal. Uh, when you are doing your job properly, you can create better boundaries and you can, uh, you know, enjoy life better. So how loyal should, be, should you be at the workplace? No. No loyalty. Ethics? Yes. Effort? Yes. Uh, conscientiousness, yes. Loyalty, no, not at a workplace. Well, this is actually my view on the whole thing. I tried to keep today's episode a bit, you know, shorter <laughs> because I do tend sometimes to go into very long examples and, uh, you know, I don't want this to be very long-winded. I just want to make a point on each of these three aspects of loyalty. And uh, next week's episode uh, shall tackle the topic of being perfectly imperfect. And I hope you'll tune in then. For now, I wish you a lovely weekend and I send you all my love. Till next Friday.